Welcome back to the D3's Off Guys podcast. We've got a spicy one for you tonight, folks. We finally have rankings, and it is a total and utter catastrophe. I'm not kidding. Like, I thought it would be bad. I didn't think it could be this bad. It's and it's not. By the way, it's not. This is not just oh, Division Three. You guys, blah 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 blah. No, no, no. I just spent the last three days with a Division One coach who was like, "This is terrible. That none of nothing makes sense." We're gonna dive all the way into it. I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of things sent at me. I've broken this down as much as I can. Now, before we get to that, I have a little. Rumor mill that uh, that Spike Mark powered by Clipped may not be the only Division Three rankings that we'll have soon. I don't have anything official to confirm that yet, but stay tuned because I hear that there's some interesting news afoot for Division Three specifically. But uh, hey, let's celebrate a little something. Let's celebrate that. D2 got it even worse than we did. My good friends uh, and van drivers over there, they they only did regional rankings for them. Well, they just do regions, and that's the way the NCAA wanted it. They didn't even do national rankings for for, for Division 2. So D3ers, I mean, at least we didn't get that done to us. Now, look, some people are going to say, oh, but it's mostly right, and this and that. Like, okay, but... We're going to go through some of this stuff. Now, look, if we're going to talk about you and the team that you have today, look, this is not about anything personal, all right? And there's a lot of coaches out there who I like, who I think are great. And I will start with, on the men's side, Oglethorpe, number three in the country. No no chance. Like, if you look at head-to-head, Oglethorpe's got a losing record to at least five teams. So they, they should be sixth. But, Mike, you say, Mark Brody doesn't consider head-to-head. That's right. Mark Brody does not. But they got a lot of points because they won the West Pines tournament, which is probably a what? Maybe 15th or 16th best tournament this year? Not even close. And, yeah, they had a high finish at Gate City. So, look, th- this thing is a total mess. Everybody's been digging into it and finding worse and worse and worse stuff. So here's... Here's the other big piece of it. I saw a situation where a, an individual has a 50 to 105 record. That means they have a winning record against 50 players and a losing record to 105 players. And they're currently ranked 28th in the country. That makes absolutely no sense. Here's another thing, and and this is where we're going to stay because I got a couple of coaches who sent me a note saying, based on this, how the hell do I schedule? And this was my fear all along, and I've expressed it over and over and over again. And it was interesting because they basically put it in their thing that said, you don't get a benefit by playing in big tournaments. And then they kind of said that they do. But clearly you do not because the rankings would show you that you should run away and hide from every big, big tournament because you're just not going to get enough points there. And now I am not talking men or women specifically here, 
but I have seen where you have a team that plays in a dual match, one other team that is not currently in the D3 Golf Guys top 25. They got 100 points for a team win, and the winning individual got 200 points. What are we talking about? For a dual match? This is unbelievable. This point thing is terrible. Nobody understands it. And frankly, I here's my thing. Everybody's, oh, Mark Brody, Mark Brody. I'm sorry. Mark Brody's a very smart man who did some really cool things around shots gained. But Mark Brody's not a team golf person. This stuff does not work. Not even close. So let's get into some specifics because this is just going to continue for the next 30 to 40 minutes. So hold on to your butts, people. Okay. First of all, let's talk about Spike Mark powered by Clip. It's wrong all over the place. They screw up the Blessings Tournament in Division 1. That's how much I know about it because even the Division 1 people are up in arms about this whole thing. They have, uh, I looked at a couple schools in the Midwest. They have somebody who won the tournament showing up as finishing fourth. And I joked with this coach that, well, maybe they added your A team and B teams finished together and because their B team finished third and they added them together to get to fourth. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. It's a total disaster. Something must be done. The NCAA must be either held to account or we just need to go back to doing it the way we can do it and go, we're good. Thank you very much. We don't need this stuff anymore. Or can we just go back to golf stat so we can run tournaments, put in the data, get all the data out and go back to what we were doing because this stuff does not work. All right. So let's just go through the, the men's side is more right than the women's side. We will get to the women's side. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to call out names here. And look, coaches, players, I love you. But I'm going to pick on Aurora. Aurora is great. We put them in our top 25. They are curr- they are currently ranked at number seven in the country. Coach, you know I'm a big fan. I love you guys. You're not the seventh best team in Division Three. I think you're in a top 25 team. I think you're playing exceptionally well, but you do not belong in that t- in that top seven. I I, I just I mean, University of Hartford is at is at 14 in the country based on these things. I, I it it the the way this all works out is unbelievable. I, I I can't. I've never even heard of the University of Hartford. University of Hartford people, I love you. I'll come do a live show there someday. But I I didn't even know they. I di- I didn't talk about a single tournament that they played in. That they played in. Like we talk about a lot of random D three stuff around here. And and I like I okay this makes no sense because I think that it should be about who you're playing against, strength of schedule, and where you are, and who you're playing. Like this stuff matters. Th- this stuff has to matter. 
And I, I'm, I'm looking at the, the rankings here, and I'm like, okay, Carnegie Mellon is number 10 in the country? Who, who are we joking with? Now, like Methodist and Emory at the top, if they screwed that one up, then they knew they had something really, really wrong, right? Like that one, okay, Illinois Wesleyan, really freaking good. Lynchburg's played outstanding, fine. Claremont, you know, where have they played? They won the Bulldog Fall Invitational. They did a dual match that got them 17 points. And then they, they did another one where nobody played, and they finished second. Now, it was an AI tournament, which, well, what happens is, is, okay, so now what you're saying to me is I should play as few tournaments as I can, and I should play in NAIA tournaments because Aurora also played in NAIA tournaments. So now what we're saying to the teams is don't go to the big D3 tournaments, play dual matches with teams that you know you're going to crush, and play in NAIA tournaments where you're going to get more points. Not how this should work, right? It, and it, it gets grossly outweighed on the women's side, grossly outweighed on the women's side. So let, let's go over and talk about the women just now because I have to get here. Currently, George Fox, number one. Uh, okay, not, not not really, right? George Fox is a good team. They're playing well. They've got great individuals, but they came to the preview and finished third, fourth, right? Like, okay, great. But they get in all this. They get 107 points by playing a dual match early in the year. What are we talking about here? And they've won a lot. And they're a top five team. We've had them there the entire time. But like, you can't just be like, this is telling, this is sending the wrong message. And look, I, I love Thomas. I love you guys at Williams, but you're not the number two team in the country. Like Williams, yes, they played at home. They've done that. It's good. They're a top 10 team for sure. But then once again, we're rewarding teams for not coming out and playing because look, Williams is really good. But then Hamilton and Wesley got an Amherst is on the top 10. Amherst's best finish was it, it second place finish. They got finished sixth, seventh, and fourth. Though I can't necessarily trust any of these results. So how how do we how does this happen? How I don't I don't understand how this happens. Where here's a great example: Illinois Wesleyan's women, who have been awesome have two wins and finished fourth at golf week. They are currently ranked 20th in the country. So wait a minute. I thought we were, I thought we were, I thought we were saying wins are good regardless of where they come from. Well, not in this case. So now we're picking and choosing which ones matter and which ones don't. And and look, this is when we had Lance Regler on. He said, the only way to do this is comparative head to head. We agree, like there needs to be some kind of thing where we look and say, "Who? okay, the more good teams that are at your tournament, the more it should be weighted to your ranking. Yes, 100%. This is not that. This is awful. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, 
just a total disaster. And, and frankly, the NCAA needs to answer for that. It's a joke. To where it's like, oh, okay, so now how do I schedule? All right, well, let's go find an NAIA tournament we can go play in. That's kind of a low to middling NAIA tournament. And, okay, then we'll play some dual matches. We'll play three in the in the fall, and we'll be ranked in the top 15 in the country. Like, that. that's that's ridiculous. I mean, just, but it's just random, like, this is one person putting points to things that they have no experience on. And you look at it and you go, I, this makes no sense. I mean, it's individuals getting massive points for winning against seven other people. And then you have people who win at, at, at really big tournaments who get, get less. I mean, get less. It's unbelievable. Sydney Quo from Wash U wins the Golf Week tournament. Golf Week was awesome. Unbelievable. She only got 53 points. I saw a dual match individual winner get 238 points. Why? Well, because they won by more strokes than Sydney do. Sydney's playing against really good competitions. This is a joke. Carter Sickle finishes third. She got 33 points. You want to tell me somebody in a dual match against nobody in the rest of the country is getting 238 points and Carter Sickle, because she finishes third, gets 33? There are people out there who finish tied for second in a big tournament who are getting less points than somebody who finished solo third at a smaller one. Well, because if you tie, you split the points. I, it, it, I like we have ruined college golf this way. If this is, if this is allowed to continue, we are ruining college golf. This is not encouraging the right behaviors. This is not encouraging and making the sport a better event. Like, and okay, look, I'm going to put it out to my audience. Anyway, that went to golf week, not think it was an awesome tournament. No, you know why? Because Lance and the team know how to put on a great tournament, and they had an incredible field. An incredible field. We talked about it on this podcast, how many teams we had there. It was a great tournament. Uh, Pomona rolls away with it, right? They just roll with it. They played absolutely great. And what do they get for it? Well, they're third in the country. They got 29 points. They got 29 points. Here's the thing. They got 32 points for finishing second at Williams tournament. Make it make sense. This makes no sense. And look, a lot of people, what do you think? Well, Mark Brody's involved. Uh, Great. Mark Brody did these rankings. This does not work. It doesn't make sense. How? When you win one of the biggest tournaments in all of Division Three in the fall, you get less points than when you finished second at a tournament. I I, like okay, and then you're trying to tell me that so then they they Pomona won the Cal State Intercollegiate, 
They shot 11 under. They got 25 points. They finished second at the NCAA preview, and they got 27 points. Come on. It, it's befuddling. But then again, what what were we expecting, right? Like, but like I said, I spent the last couple of days with a Division One coach. And now, in Division One, they don't really care. They've got regionals. They got everything else. So they're they're running through this thing anyway. They don't look at the rankings until March. But even the Division One guys are like, "This is jacked up. None of these things are right." We got data in there that's just not correct. It's off. I mean, just go back to the men's side again. Trinity College, Connecticut is currently 18th in the country. Really? Really? You 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 want you you want me to go through the scores? The the where they shot 307 and got 18 points? They won the Bowdoin tournament and only got 12.97 points. What are we doing? What is going on? Who could ever think this made any sense in the world? And this just goes to show you, you have people who do not understand the sport. They understand it enough to know that they didn't have Methodist and Emory up top. They, they, they failed. On the women's side, I would argue that they're not even close. They're, they're not. Illinois Wesleyan being that far down is a joke. Washington Lee being eighth, no freaking way. I'll take Illinois Wesleyan, Washington Lee, and outside of, I'll take them two against the world right now. I, w- no, no, not a problem. And look, a lot of these schools are great. Whitworth, come on, man. What are we talking about? Whitworth, okay. They didn't win a single, single one. They didn't play in any of the big events. And they're sitting at 11th in the country. Wait a minute. What are we talking about? They finished second to George Fox. Okay, let's just look at it. Confluence Women's Classic in Walla Walla, Washington. Now, imagine that I knew about this tournament, but if I didn't, I would have picked it just to be able to say Walla Walla, Washington. George Fox wins the tournament by 28 shots. They get 69 points. 69 points. There's no one else out here that's even close. Whitworth, last round two, shoots 326. George Fox shot 303. What, like, what do we do? Like, oh, so they won really big, so you get more points. What this encourages is don't play anybody that can hang with you. Go beat up on all the little rinky-dink schools you can in small little events. This is not encouraging the right activity. This would be like, oh, you won the RSM today on the PGA, PGA Tour. You're going to get more points than the person who won the Masters. That is what these people are saying. And frankly, it it just goes to show you that when the NCAA took it out of the coach's hands and got it out of golf stat, it it's it's over. Like nothing has proven more that we need to stop this madness now. Go back to golf stat. I know for a fact 
Golfstack could have everything back up and running by February. Just go do it. NCAA, if you happen to be listening to this random D3 golf podcast, go back to Golfstat. Do us all a favor. Go back to Golfstat. Please. This doesn't work. It's not working for anybody. It's not going to work. Yes, the Division One guys will eventually figure it out. But this is a joke. It does not make a dang bit of sense. I mean, th- then we have match play results in here. So I, again, I, I hung out with the Division One people. Then all of a sudden, their match play stuff is in here, but it's not in here. It's kind of in here. It's really big. Like if you're a match and you get split points, th- look, this doesn't make any sense. It, it's it's an atrocity. And it's it's just like, one, we don't have the tournaments right. We don't have the scoring right. We don't have... They they don't they don't know where anything is. There's B teams and A teams, and we don't we don't have any of it right. Like I, I know, and one somebody finished fourth. Their B team beat them, but they show so they show a win, but they didn't win. They finished fourth or technically third because they finished third behind the eight as the A teams, like. I'm not putting this on Mark Brody because it's the data that they have, but nobody at spike mark slash clipped understands college golf enough to go, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. And I don't want to hear, oh, the NCAA, the coaches should go in and do that. That's not what the coaches get paid for. That's what the people at spike mark got paid for. That's what the people at Golfstat did flawlessly. Flawlessly. And so once again, here here we are. We're, we're encouraging the wrong behaviors. We're trying to figure out what's going on. The head-to-head is the way to do it. it because, why? Let's talk about why. Because I am playing those people on the same course, in the same conditions. That, that should matter way more than, well... This team over here played a three a six hundred yard less course on perfect conditions and didn't play any competition. This t- team over here played a ridiculously hard course from six hundred yards more against really good conti- con- t- teams in really tough conditions. Like, guys, who did you beat? Who did you beat? And and it's it's just one of those things where I just keep looking at it, going, "This makes no sense." It makes no sense. Like Alvernia, okay, we just had coach on. Alvernia should not, based on this, based on this data, Alvernia should have not gone to the NCAA preview. They finished dead last, and they got two points. They should have played a dual match back home with somebody else and gotten 100 points, and they'd be way up the rankings. No, they should be rewarded for going out and playing against Methodist, Carnegie Mellon, Washington Lee, Emory, Illinois. It, it's, it's a joke. I mean, 
Suwani goes out to the preview and finishes sixth. They got 23 points. This doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. And look, hit me up, Twitter, Instagram. It It's, I want to hear everybody. I, I have kept people anonymous so far. I will continue to do that. But also too, it's very telling, very telling that the men's are much closer than the women's in every division. I haven't even gone to the to the individuals yet, and I'm gonna pick on. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit of individuals. I'm trying not to call people out. I I I just don't know. So Jackson Klutznik has had a great year, a great year. He is currently ranked number one in these rankings. Why? Because he got 247 points for Gate City, mostly because of how well he played. That's great. That's awesome. But he also got 81 points and 76 points for two match play wins at the UAA Men's Golf Championship. What? Well, yeah, his average points are 76. Because the fall preview got 18, golf week he got 17, and at, at Laurel Valley he got 19. Now look, Jackson's a tough kid. He He's going to understand this. And I think Jackson is awesome, right? I mean, what he, but, but just look at the outsized thing here. And this is going back to Mark Brody and strokes gained. Because what he's saying is, is Jackson's rounds at Gate City, which were fantastic, by the way, were so much better than everybody else, he should get even more points. Yes, great. But he won four up in his match at UAA. He's getting 81 points. Here you go. It's like, what are we talking about? Like this, this is so in left field that I don't know that we can ever recover from this with, with spike mark clipped thing. It, it, it is an utter failure an utter failure. And when you look at this stuff and it, how, how do, how do I explain this? How do I explain this to anybody to say, here, here's how this works. So Eddie Coffrin from Lynchburg played outstanding that week at, at Gate City. Him and Ryan Dunn from Oglethorpe tied that week. They got 43 points. Jackson Klutznik, who won, got 247. Yes, Jackson won by 11 shots. Shot 62 the last day. Jackson had a great final round. But 247 to 43? I I just... it it. So what it says is, okay... You want to go someplace where you can go really low and no one else can and try not to play as much play as as bad a competition as you can. So I'm going to go out and find all the teams that shoot 330. I'm going to invite them down to my tournament. We're going to shoot 297, 300. We're going to win huge. 
Oh, congratulations. You guys get 200 points each. Like, and, and look, I, I've read Mark's book. I love it. It works for PGA Tour people. Like, when you're talking about the best of the best of the best, it, yes, they're all on a pretty equal, you know, step step there. There's a couple guys who are slightly above that step. That is not the case in college golf. Not even close. And so I look at this stuff and go, because I had people pinging me over the last two days going, what do you think about this? This makes no sense. Well, uh, yeah, it makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. There's just random points thrown out. How, How could somebody get 247 in one well, like, it, like, look, my my son plays junior golf. You get forty points for winning. You get thirty points for finishing second, right? At U.S. Kids and all these PGA Tour Junior Tour stuff. Yes, they issue points, but it's standard for if you win the tournament, you get this many points. Why? Well, because you don't know who the competition is. You don't know what the course conditions are. You don't know this and that. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about. This freaking match play stuff being shoved in here. Look, and I, by the way, I think it's cool that the UAA does the match play. Carnegie and Emory usually go at it at there. That's awesome. I think that's great. Why the hell are these points in here? Uh, Yes, I could go win four up. I could easily win four up. And if I win four up, okay. Does that mean I played exceptionally well? Or does it mean that maybe somebody just broke their accidentally broke their driver and couldn't drive it anymore? Or they had to putt with their wedge? Like I, I could there's a lot of different ways to win four up in a match play. Somebody could just hit it out of bounds for about five holes and go, all right, uh yeah, you win the match. You win a match five up. Like that's I you know. And I'm not picking on Jackson either, but Jackson's a tough kid. If he goes out and shoots 80, but wins four up, do you get 80 points? 76 points? What are we, what are we talking about here? I, I just like absolutely laugh out loud. And when I saw it come out, I just I could not believe where where things were. Like, this is encouraging the wrong behaviors. It's rewarding the wrong kinds of things. It's clearly built for equally good people playing the same thing and the same experience. And look, when you think about what we're talking about here and you think about the PGA Tour, what do we always complain about the PGA Tour? Every week is the same week. Yes. That's the point. If every week you have relatively the same conditions with relatively the same quality of field in nearly every week, this stuff makes sense. Not in college golf and definitely not in division three golf. Think about division three. We got 300 some odd, right? Two, 298, 298 schools on the men's side. There's a lot of people who can't break 320 in that 298. 
So coaches, you know, if, if we're going to stick to this stuff, uh, go find all those teams that can't break 320 and go out there and shoot 295. And you're going to get 200 points and you're going to have the number one player in the nation. You'll be num- ranked number two in the nation. What are we doing? It's unbelievable that we are going through this. And uh, frankly, I'm I'm livid. Now, I think that there is a all off-ramp here. I think you're going to see in sh- very short terms that uh, some other people besides just D3 golf guys are going to start talking about rankings. And I think it's going to be much better than this. And so, look, it, it, this is one of those things where you know, careful what you wish for. How much do we really need this system? If we can still use golf stat to run the tournaments, like, okay, uh, that that doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. But if if we're let's just look at the men because we 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 had the fall preview or the the NCAA preview, right? Big tournament. What did it shake up? To me, Methodist is now number one in the country, according to D3 golf guys. Emory's two, and they're both kind of a notch above everybody else. Illinois Wesleyan, three. Carnegie, four. Lynchburg, five. Oglethorpe, six. St. John's, Minnesota, seven. Now, I know St. John's beat Oglethorpe, but St. John's finishing kind of low at the preview knocks them down a little bit for me because these are my rankings, and my rankings are based on, okay, who do I think is the best team and who is kind of beaten who, but also how well are you playing? St. John's at seven, Swanee at eight, Averett at nine and Bethel at 10. Not going any further because I think there's going to be some more information, but to me in division three golf guys world, that's your top 10 Methodist, Emory, Illinois, Wesleyan, Carnegie Mellon, Lynchburg, Oglethorpe, St. John's, Swanee, Averett, Bethel. Yeah, have a hard time convincing me otherwise, at least on the men's side. I think the women's side, we I, I still like where we are with our women's rankings. I think there's some arguments to be made inside that top five or six. I'm okay with that. Top five or six, you know, arguments are meant to be made there. But I'm not worried about any of them making nationals, so I think we'll be okay. All right, my friends. Uh, before we leave you tonight, I want to talk a little bit about our friends at Titleist and who, man, Titleist is doing some great things. I've got Scotty Cameron putter, got the Vokey wedges, but folks, the number one ball in golf is Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X. If you're not playing Pro V1 and Pro V1X, you should be. It's the best ball in golf. So make sure you're hitting up our friends at Titleist and picking up some of those Pro V1s or Pro V1Xs or Pro V1X left dash, like I played the last couple of days, rock solid. The best ball out there. Okay. So a bit, a bit of an update from our top 10. We'll put our top 25 out here in the next day or so, but uh, do a more full ranking. We'll put that out on our normal social medias. But again, I I am hearing through the grapevine that there may be somebody else doing rankings. Uh, not not in not instead of, but in addition to what this baloney that Spike Mark and Clipped has put out. All right, D three Golf World, I'm going to leave you at that. Hit me, hit us up on socials. We want to know your opinion. 
Let us know if you think we're being too harsh, but frankly, I've heard harsher things already said by several others. So with that, we'll say, hit them straight. Cheers. Cheers.